There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Living life as a gringo Where you question where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this with not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo I am Dramos, of course And man, today on the show I'm gonna be doing some venting I'm not gonna lie to you We do something a little different I mean, not that different, but we're we're really just going to have a for the people in the back segment. We're just going to do a deep dive because there's something going on right now that I feel like is not getting the attention that it deserves because of the importance it, it, it has, you know, in the world that we live in. Right. And the impact that it could have on our community and communities of color as a whole. Right. And I touched on this last week during our Thursday Trends episode, and it was the uh, the Supreme Court hearing. Uh, these cases that are challenging affirmative action policies. And uh, this is in regards to colleges. Now, these are, are cases being brought up uh, from University of North Carolina as well as Harvard University. But the implications 
uh, grow far bigger than just those two universities and even bigger than college itself. But if this is in fact reversed, um, you know, could affect the hiring practices of, of companies in corporate America. And I just want to, man, dive into that a bit because I think it's important to be educated on all that's going on in the world right now. But but also, I want to do a bit of a historical dive into how in this country, it's been regular practice to implement, you know, certain uh, ideas and certain practices that purposely either leave out people of color or or give us the the worst of the worst, right? Give us the scraps, give us the leftovers. So I wanted to kind of just talk about, you know, some of the the racist institutions and and racist, you know, uh, man, practices that that affect our everyday life and and affect the world that we live in today without even realizing, right? Many of the things that have happened historically have set the tone for the world that we live in today. And that's why it's so important to learn about these things, to acknowledge them, to fight back and, and push back when we see things like what's happening right now with this Supreme Court uh, man hearing this case and, and leaning towards, you know, overturning, you know, affirmative action in the colleges. I just kind of want to get us to, to wrap our brain around the importance of this and, and man, what it could mean for the, the world that we live in and, and historically, you know, why people of color have have been and, uh, you know, disenfranchised for, for so long. So without further ado, man, we're just basically going to be doing one long for the people in the back segment today. Let's get into this deep dive. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right, so let, let's start with this Supreme Court case that's happening right now, right? The the idea of affirmative action in these colleges. So this uh, started yesterday on Halloween, right? And hope everybody had a great Halloween, uh, you know, weekend. But that's that's not what we're here to talk about today, right? But the uh, the the Supreme Court justices uh, indicated yesterday, and this is the conservative Supreme Court justice who unfortunately make up the majority. They indicated Monday that they are willing to end the explicit consideration of race in college admissions as they weighed cases challenging affirmative action policies at the University of North Carolina and Harvard University. And this is according to NBC News. Now, let, let's let's first and foremost just like identify what exactly affirmative action is. So NBC News says, quote, affirmative action introduced to redress historic discrimination has been a contentious issue for years, strongly supported by educational institutions in corporate America as being vital to fostering diversity and condemned by conservatives as being antithetical to the notion that racial equality means all races are treated the same. So basically what, what's happened is, you know, and affirmative action goes beyond just race, like Hector, my guest last week pointed out, also uh, is is with women as well, right? Making sure women get an opportunity. And as Hector said, the, the greatest benefit from affirmative action is actually white women, right? And, and 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 basically, you know, this is just the notion that historically people of color have been left out of the conversation when it comes to elite colleges, when it comes to corporate jobs. And affirmative action is a way to hold these companies and these colleges accountable for not just hiring another white person, not just uh, enrolling another legacy student, but but actually looking for qualified people of color and prioritizing them, right? And this isn't uh, 
you know, I think oftentimes the, the people on the right will say, oh, well, we're just uh, rewarding, you know, lackluster people of color just because they are of color. And no, that's not what this is. They are making a priority that if a person of color has the the grades, has, you know, all of the, the you know, uh, the, the academics in order and and uh, or in a job, you know, their resume fits the position that you prioritize them over a, a white person, because, again, the numbers don't lie. Historically speaking, we, we can't change the, the facts that happen. We have been left out of the conversation and left out of the the great schools as well as the the high paying jobs simply because we're not a part of this sort of white boys club. Right. And, and when it comes to the Supreme Court, as it stands right now, what is so scary about it is that we have a, a conservative majority. Right. And and they are man without without, you know, sugarcoating it, a, a basically, you know, Christian extremist, uh, you know, group to, to a degree, right? And they're the ones who overturned abortion, right? And, and they have an agenda, obviously. They went in there knowing they wanted to uh, overturn uh, Roe v. Wade, right? They knew uh, when it comes to affirmative action, that's another big thing on, on their agenda, right? And, and to me, it's ironic when you talk about white people in general who are fighting back against this notion and saying like, oh, but this is a, against the idea that all races are treated the same, right? Well, no, you guys created a system where you have historically left us out of the conversation and now we're just trying to level the playing field. This is your doing. And, and just for the sake of argument, I wanted to research some numbers just to let you know, you know that this isn't just my own biased opinion, right? Like Harvard is one of the schools where uh, you know this, this case is being heard from, right? And and I wanted to pull up some of Harvard's statistics, right? Harvard obviously is an elite Ivy League college, you know, universally known all over the world as as you know the best of the best, right? And and let's talk about some of Harvard's practices as they're trying to uh, you know end a, a affirmative action, or at least the case that's being brought up is is connected to the university, right? So Harvard's class of 2022. 36% of those admitted were legacy students. That is more than one third. That means a, as, as a legacy student, that means that they had somebody related to them, a father, a grandfather, um, grandmother, whatever it was related to them, went to Harvard University and that gave them an edge over other people who possibly could have been more qualified, right? And, and you think about this, why is this such a big deal? Well, when you think about the idea that black and Latino uh, kids did not have the opportunity, the funds, the resources to go to Harvard over the last you know, century, uh, it shows you that they're at a great disadvantage for the fact that white people, because they had the means, were able to get into colleges like this one. So of course, we don't have a connection to, to Harvard. For many of us as first or second generation, we are the, the first ones going to college or the first ones really who can realistically get into an elite college like this. Yet, we have mediocre white people being chosen over us because they have this quote unquote legacy, right? And this is why things like affirmative action are so important. And what's even fucking scary is the fact that even with affirmative action, you still have more than one third of the students at Harvard being admitted because of legacy. And obviously I'm not gonna discredit it was just because of legacy, but it is a bit too convenient that more than one third of them were, were legacy students, right? So again, even with affirmative action, we are still seeing these practices, right? And let's talk about the, the student ethnicity, uh, you know, at, at Harvard, right? So it's 
I, I pulled up some numbers here, right? And and as far as white people at, at Harvard University, white students, 37.1% are, are white. The next largest percentage of, of race is Asian, 21.4. Now let's talk about where Latinos fall on that. We are 10.9% of the student ethnicity at Harvard. And when it comes to black or African-Americans, 8.9%. Very small in comparison to uh, to white people at that college, right? And then when it comes to uh, hiring practices, right? Because affirmative action goes beyond just who gets admitted to particular colleges, right? Talks about jobs, but let's actually stay in, in jobs when it comes to Harvard University, the faculty. Guess what? 59% of the faculty at Harvard University, more than half, is white. <sighs> I... I I get so frustrated because when you break down the numbers, it is impossible to deny the white privilege that is going on, right? And I don't say these things as a means to shame white people. You know, you don't you don't have to be, uh, man, ashamed that you were born white, you know, or ashamed that you have some sort of privilege over others. I. Like, I'm, I'm not here to make you feel bad about yourself, even though that's commonly the, the argument on the other side. I just want white people to wake up and rec- recognize the level of privilege that they've been given b- because of the history of this country, right? And that they continue to be given. And that it, it, it may not seem fair to you right now, but guess what? We have dealt with generations upon generations of unfair practices that have held us back from progressing in the same way as you have as a white person. That's what you have to understand. And the last thing I'll talk about when it comes to Harvard University, specifically when you have somebody like Pedro Albizo Campos, right, who is historically one of the greatest figureheads of, of Puerto Rican culture. He's like our Martin Luther King Jr., right? And he was an Afro-Latino. In fact, the first Afro-Latino valedictorian of Harvard University having the highest grade point average in his class, right? And even though he was valedictorian, racist practices at Harvard University actually kept him from giving his speech at graduation, right? They actually found a way to hold back his credits until after graduation so that he could not give that speech because, in fact, he was a black man. Now, again, that was a long time ago, but as I'm showing you by the numbers at Harvard University and also the number of legacy students, not much has changed. They've just gotten far better at hiding their racism, right? Now, I got a few more things I want to get into, but but first, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. All right, we are back. Now I want to dive into some more historical context. I think it's incredibly important. And, and shout out to, to John Stewart, who brought this up recently on his show on, uh, on, on Apple. But let's talk about union jobs, right? And, and especially historically, those who are, are blue-collar workers, like getting a union job is, is like the creme de la creme, right? You are protected. You got all the rights. You know, uh, man, it, it is literally the, the most coveted position to be in when it comes to a blue collar worker, right? And and historically, when you you look at what happened in major cities like Philadelphia, people of color, specifically black people, were left out of union jobs simply because of racism, right? Now, I, I was pulling some some different data and some different uh, statistics and quotes, and even though the local building trades have actually refused to share their demographic data on workers that they represent. I wonder why. Uh, the most recent available data from 2012 shows that the industry's union workforce was 99% male and 76% white in a city that is nearly 44% black. And this is in 2012, this statistic, right? And I'd, I'd imagine it's not much different today. And when I was referencing the idea of unions, 
This was going far, far back, you know, to the times of when you had Irish immigrants coming into this country. And, and, and this is kind of the notion that, that John Stewart was making that I want to kind of echo. It was the, the idea that yeah, you have so many people saying, well, my family immigrated here. You know, we were broke. We, we you know, tied our bootstraps up and, and, and made something of our life. Sure, that's absolutely true. I am sure your grandfather, your great-grandfather busted their ass to pull themselves out of poverty. But guess what? They also had a helping hand. And their helping hand was in the form of being able to join something like a union that protected them, that gave them rights, that made sure they were getting paid a fair wage and not being taken advantage of when it came to the hours that they worked, and also making sure they had specific benefits, right? Something that people of color did not have access to, right? And to to further discuss this, I want to talk about some data from the Federal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, right? And they show that among 40 Pennsylvania unions that refer workers to contractors, 91% of their more than 39,000 members were white. And this is in 2018 with 5% being black, right? So guess what? What they're talking about is a union that refers workers to other contractors. More than 90% of their 39,000 members were white in 2018. So this racism is still happening. So look at that. That means that they are only allowing majority and more than the majority to be to be white to be a part of their union and these are the people that get recommended for jobs so once again what happens to to black people who work in the trade right black workers in in these blue collar jobs when these unions are only having five percent black well guess what they're not getting the work they're not being able to provide for their families in the same way that these white workers are and that's why this stuff is so incredibly important right like nationally White workers made up 75% of the 843 building trade unions that reported their demographics, right? And black workers were only 16%. And again, I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you, but it, it equates to this, right? Look at the people who are most disenfranchised in this country. It is people of color, right? And, and you're going to have people saying like, oh, well, bootstrap it up, right? You know, uh, work hard. That's what my ancestors did. Once again, that argument is null and void when you are very obviously favoring white workers over, in this case, black workers, right? Or, or w- workers of color. That, that notion that they just have to work a little bit harder. No, they're not even give, being given the opportunity to work, right? These unions are, are literally just prioritizing white people over the workers of color. And what happens once again? How do you expect these these people to create a better life for themselves and their families if they're not even being able to get the honest work, right? And then you wonder why, you know, crime is so high in in communities of color, right? Why poverty is so high in communities of color, right? The, The reason is because you are not giving people a fair shot at improving their life, even when they want to do it honestly. You are just continuing to disenfranchise the people who have historically been held back time after time. Now, the, the other thing I want to talk about here is uh, is historical redlining, right? And this is particularly particularly uh, important in, in a city like Los Angeles, although it, it happened across the, the United States. But redlining essentially was dictating where uh, certain ethnicities could, could purchase homes or not purchase homes, right? And obviously, this has a great deal of effect on the attention that a certain area may get from the local government. And we'll get into that in a second. But 
let, let's specifically talk about California, Los Angeles here, because this is something that is historically incredibly in, important, right? So during the 1930s, uh, communities across California, in the case of, of Los Angeles, were coded and graded a level of desirability to live in, right? Levels A and B signified more desirable locations and ensured that it was safe for individuals to secure mortgages and loans, while the C and D levels were used to house communities of color and detailed to white homeowners that it was too risky to secure mortgages in those areas, right? And moreover, what were known as land covenants were used to legalize the restriction and segregation of housing based on individuals' backgrounds. It is important to note that redlining was established by the National Housing Act of 1934, right? The government placed its efforts in providing housing for white families, therefore restricting families of color from purchasing homes. It also restricted black families from buying homes in suburbs, thereby limiting their ability to gain equity from their housing. Overall, redlining was a legal tactic used to segregate communities and limit the access individuals had for resources. So think about that. You wonder why people of color are, are having such a hard time in this country. Think about the, the racial tactics that were done here. You literally were, were assigning the most desirable areas to white people and then telling pe black people, you know, they couldn't even buy in those areas if they could afford it, right? You were finding ways to segregate areas. And guess what you're doing when you when you operate in this way, right? Real estate has, has been recognized as the fastest way to create generational wealth, right? To to create wealth in general. You talk to many people who are wealthy investors, and they often say real estate is your best bet on accumulating wealth that you can, you know, pass down from generation to generation. So that's why something like this is so crucial because you are not giving people of color the ability to create that generational wealth to own land and own homes in desirable areas that will, will eventually build equity and will allow them to have a profit on their investment, right? So it's no surprise why, why white people in this country are in a far better position statistically than, than people of color. They were given this opportunity. They were given an opportunity to buy this home and then years later make a large profit on it because it's in one of these quote-unquote desirable areas, right? And on top of that, when you think about the areas that were then graded lower for people of color that they're allowed to live in, they don't get the same resources, the same attention from the local government, the law enforcement, you know, the, the sanitation workers. They don't get that same level of treatment uh, and, and upkeep as these more desirable areas. Right. So what happens? Our communities become run down. Right. They become infested with crime because police don't care enough to truly police it. Right. What do you think is going to happen? When you tell people we're giving you the worst of the worst and on top of that, we're not even going to maintain it in the same way that we would the more desirable areas. We're literally giving you the scraps and telling you to learn how to deal with it. Right. And this brings me to the, the last thing I want to touch on when it comes to this whole conversation on today's show. And and I, I, I mentioned it there when I, I talked about sanitation, the importance of something like that. And I think it's it's so often overlooked. But I want to bring up the the story of the the Young Lords, right? The New York Young Lords, which were basically like the the Puerto Rican Black Panthers, right? But they were made up of of majority Puerto Ricans. We had you know uh, a large Black percentage as well. I think it was like fifteen percent of the Young Lords were actually Black as well. 
uh, mostly from from East Harlem when it came to, to New York. Right now, this was uh, an article I found on history.com. And they were talking about East Harlem being neglected by sanitation. Now, this is uh, from a daily news special in 1969. And, and they actually reported and described the horror of tons of rotting garbage in the neighborhood's 40 square block zone where uncollected trash lingered for weeks at a time. The 160 streets surveyed were rarely swept and had only six garbage receptacles in a district that yielded higher concentrations of household waste, right? And again, this is in East Harlem, an area that was primarily Puerto Rican and and black at the time, right? Now, when sanitation workers finally showed up, it's saying they dumped half of the garbage in the trucks and, quote, left the other half strewn in the streets, end quote. And this is according to the Daily News. Residents interpreted the negligence as an expression of racism held by the members of the city's ethnically exclusive, largely Italian-American sanitation workers union, right? And I don't I don't think that uh, we have to interpret it. it. It very much seems like it was racism by these people that once again saw us as lesser than, right? And didn't feel that they had to give us the same amount of attention. And, and even in the simplest form of doing their job, of picking up garbage, they, they felt like they can half-ass it. They felt like they could not show up they could leave garbage thrown all over the streets because we weren't worthy of of what their Park Avenue, um, you know, fellow white people were were enjoying, right? And and to that point, the Young Lords began a a demonstration and a protest to what was happening, and they actually began collecting the garbage from their neighborhoods and then putting it in the middle of the streets uh, on places like Park Avenue as a protest. And guess what? When Park Avenue people got upset about having garbage all over their streets. All of a sudden, the city decided that they would then find a way to correct this problem that was inflicting the people of Harlem. But again, it wasn't until the shit got brought to their doorstep, literally in this in this sense, right? Until white people and their desirable areas began to see the sort of lifestyle that the rest of us were, were being pushed upon, that then all of a sudden, no, we couldn't have that happen, right? And again, I'm not here harping on white people. I'm not here shitting on the United States of America, I just want us to get very real about many of the practices that have happened in this country that continuously hold back people of color and continuously disenfranchise our communities, right? Obviously, you know, things like redlining don't maybe exist these days, but listen, we've heard stories of of people getting their their homes appraised. There was a recent one of a black woman who who got multiple appraisers to... uh appraised her home and it kept getting valued under what she thought it was worth. And then all of a sudden she switched out all of the ethnic things in her house, took away all the family pictures. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, had a, a white friend stand in as if they owned the house. And guess what? It was automatically uh, appraised at like uh, $100,000 to $200,000 higher than what the other people were appraising it, right? So that shows you racism still does exist. They're just getting better at hiding it. And that's why this whole case of affirmative action being seen by the Supreme Court is so important and could be so detrimental to our continued growth in this country as people of color if it in fact is overturned, which sadly, it seems like that is going to be the case. So, man, I know I just threw a lot at y'all. I, I just thought it's important to be at least somewhat informed about what's going on, what's really affecting our community and and to, man, push back against it and understand the importance of, of ownership and all of the above. But with that in mind, I, I want to tie everything up we talked about in a neat little bow. 
in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. But first, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. 
So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Time for conclusion soon. Mm. All right, so I, I know I threw a ton of numbers, statistics, and stories at you. I think the general consensus is, is this. When we leave the country and the powers that be and the, the people in charge of these college institutions or, or, or corporate America, when we leave them to their vices, we leave them in charge without any sort of real regulation, we've seen what happens. They find ways to leave us out of the conversation, right? They find ways to empower their own, even if they, their own are, are mediocre. I, I brought this up on last week's show, but I think George W. Bush is the poster boy for a mediocre white man being able to, to rise in this country, right? Like, we, we need things in place to protect us, to make sure that we are getting a fair shake at life because we have been held back for generation upon generation. Once again, when you talk about redlining, man, that's the easiest way to, to see this. White people were given desirable areas, the ability to, to build equity and then pass it down from generation to generation. Meanwhile, we were given the scraps, the areas that were neglected, the areas that are undesirable and and that people don't want to move to that we're not really gaining much equity in if we resell right and that's what i mean when people say oh bootstrap it up bootstrap it up we weren't even given the opportunity to bootstrap it up you yeah sure your great grandfather worked hard and figured out a way but guess what they were given a level of privilege and a helping hand that people of color were not once again look at the fucking unions which i was actually shocked that the numbers are still reflecting that way but again People of color, specifically black people, were left out of being a part of unions. Meanwhile, Irish immigrants were allowed to join them and, and help them and help themselves build up wealth and, and opportunity in this country. Right. And you look at the numbers now. These unions are are almost 100 percent white when it comes to the workers that they represent. And these are the workers that they're sending out to work for contractors. Right. To, to get a, a, an honest living. Meanwhile, the small percentage of black people or people of color for these unions are 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 just getting the scraps. Right. And again, people are, are looking at, you know, our communities saying, oh, well, you guys just have to work harder. You don't want it bad enough. They're lazy, all the stupid stereotypes. And it's like, no, you guys have held back the opportunities for us to make a living. And what do you think happens when you disenfranchise people, when you tell the people who actually want to make an honest living? Sorry. We're, we're really prioritizing white people here. What do you think happens? We have to figure out by any means necessary. That's why crime is so high in these communities, because people feel so disenfranchised that they feel like they have no other opportunity to succeed and put food on the table and build wealth and live the American dream. They have no way of doing that unless they do it illegally. Right. Or or even worse, you have people who are are, are doing it the honest way, but living in in the most dire circumstances. Right. And their kids are coming from the most dire circumstances. And then on top of that, even if their kid busts their ass, gets gets all the grades, you know, puts in all the hard work, you're still prioritizing white legacies at elite colleges like Harvard over those other kids, right? More than one third of, of the 2022 class at Harvard is a fucking legacy. What year are we living in, right? Again, people of color who may be the first generation to go to college, you know, or, or the first one to, to actually have the opportunity to go to an Ivy League school. They're busting their ass, but they don't have the same resources and connections uh, to these elite colleges. 
And guess what? They're being left out of the conversation, not because they're not good enough, not because their grades aren't good enough or they don't meet the, the uh, appropriate qualifications, but because once again, they don't have that leg up that white America has, right? And specifically, when you talk about these places, uh, like like I grew up in, in the Bronx, where the school systems are dire for, for many kids, right? And they don't have the extracurriculars that, that, you know, these private school kids have and the opportunities that these private school kids have. And, and sadly, the staff that is knowledgeable and, and maybe even has the connections to help them get a leg up on where they want to go to school. They don't have any of those resources. And even when they bust their ass and when they work hard, they're still finding themselves below mediocre white people who somehow have some sort of connection to the elites of this world. And that is why this is such a fucking scary time to be living in when you have a conservative Supreme Court who very obviously has an agenda that serves elite white Christians in this country. We saw it with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And now scarily, we hope this doesn't happen. But as of the recording of this, they're 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 still having their talks, but it's not looking good for the idea of affirmative action in colleges. And if man, in 2022, more than one third of Harvard is is made up of, of legacy students, and that is with affirmative action. I am horrified to see the statistics in a few years if affirmative action in these colleges is in fact overturned. So <sighs> I don't mean to be a, a Debbie down over here. I just again I think it's important we, we understand the facts of what's going on in this country and why we we never seem to get a fair shake at uh at the the American dream, if that even is a, a, a real thing or or opportunity anymore. Man, but with that in mind, I hope that that was informative for y'all. I wanted to make sure, aside from, you know, the personal growth conversations that we're having, aside from the things specifically, uh, you know, culture stuff, fun stuff, whatever it is that we have on this show, that we're also staying educated on things that are incredibly important and affecting us and, and the next generation of our, our community. So that's why this conversation to me was uh, was an incredibly important one to have. With that said, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Man, like, review, subscribe, all that good stuff, man. Give us a good rating where you listen. That stuff really does help out. I appreciate some of the new ones that we've been getting in. And Dramos.com for all your merch, all that good stuff. And with that said, man, I'll catch y'all on Thursday for our Thursday Trends episode. Until then, stay safe. Talk to y'all soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.